Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Mooncast. This one's just me today talking. I've just had a battle with Jack, which will hopefully be up on the channel soon. Uh, I'm not sure which is going to go up first, either this podcast or that battle. But I'll try and put a battle pod up first because I'll make this some of this podcast make a bit more sense. So I'm going to talk a little bit about just how things are going at the moment both for me and a little bit for Moonstone. Not going to talk too much about how it's going for Moonstone, because that's not really for me to say, but um, just a few things that have happened recently. A little bit about the battle we've just had, and about some of the things that I'm excited about at the moment as well. Uh, so, first of all, what's, what's going on so far? So, the, um, so the Kickstarter's finished, and there's lots of models being produced, all the artwork's done for all the Leshbot characters now which is great, and most of the renders have been done too, and they all look awesome, so that's really exciting for them to be, I think at the moment they're all pretty much on schedule, I mean obviously that's not for, particularly for me to say, I just know that things are going well. We've also got artwork for lots of the other new characters coming out, Rybold, the Trolls are fun one, so is the Mortician and the Goblin King, those have all been uh, shown generally I think, so that's some really nice models to come. And also what's interesting about all these new models, which we've talked about before in both podcasts and battle reports, is the new sort of metas that um, are available uh, to players with the current um, setup of models with the, the humans, gnomes, fairies and goblins that are out while I record this. There is obviously a lot of combos and things and there's a lot of synergies available. But there's definitely a lot of more choice about that, about how you can use people in the, with the new models coming out. So I'm going to talk a little bit about those later as well. Uh, so what else? Um, a couple of weeks ago, I had an, an, a nice week of doing demos. My my wife and children were away for a week, so I did um, quite a lot of Moonstone stuff. I did a demo at or a demo evening at a place called Aftermath in Norwich, which is a club. Not not my club, I'm not a member of any gaming clubs, I don't have the time. But that was really cool, did about three, did three I think, three um, demo games which people seem to enjoy, which is lovely. Then did another one at the games table in Norwich a couple of days later, which was good. And I did a playtest that week as well, which is also good. So got a lot of lot of stuff done. It's been fun demoing recently because um, to get to play lots of games really and seeing, you know, it's nice introducing new people to the game. Just doing a lot of other playtesting as well, as always. Uh, playtested some new scenarios, new characters, new builds, and things. And you'll see all that on the on Eoldi Battle Reps uh, more than anything. Um, we had Goblin Fest, which was a couple of weeks ago now. From when I'm recording this, that was really good fun. Um, surprising how much interest we had because we got there. It seemed it was going to be quite quiet, but um, we're busy, particularly on the Saturday. Um, it seemed like everyone that came up either wanted want to demo and bought stuff, so it was really good. Um, we had four boards up uh, to demo with, and quite often they were they were all full. We had at one point we had all but all the boards were full. I was doing a demo on one. Uh, Mark and his friend, uh, I think it was Rob, were doing a playtest game, and Richie was demonstrating the RPG as well. So that was also. Really, really good. Got a lot of demos and, and things going on. Uh, so what else was going on at, at um, 
Goblin Fest, we had the RPG. So Richie demoed the RPG. I think he demoed it to a couple of different groups of people on the Saturday. And then we also played it in the pub on Saturday evening. with Me, Richie, Tom, Mark, Tarver, and his friend. I'm pretty sure it's Rob, and I can't. I feel really bad. I can't remember his name. He was a really nice bloke. I think it was Rob. Um, it was a lot of fun, the RPG. We all we had a really good laugh um, doing it. Obviously, it's you know early days for it, so it needs some tweaking and things, but um, it was enormously good fun. I think it yeah, has a lot of situations to do. It helped being in the pub, doing it. But, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, I can't remember whoever it was now. I was playing as a fairy, very kind of rogue, very roguey person. Um Tom was playing as a kind of bravado human. And then we had a giant engineer who sort of randomly made things. And then a goblin um, called Portly Pete, who was really funny. It helps that Mark is really funny. And so was Rob. So some of the antics I tried to get up to were just a bit hilarious, really. Um, that, was, that was a really good time. And then I also demoed uh, Moonreach, so some of you will have seen Moonreach obviously on the channel. Um, the Moonstone Dungeon Crawl Adventure, uh, I played it a couple of times. And that was nice to demo to a couple of other people who seemed to enjoy it as well. Again, it's obviously early days for that game, but it's definitely feel like it's coming along. Um, I've got four playable characters now. What I think I want to move on to with that next really is at the moment the four characters you can play with which is currently uh fancy hat eric fritz and agatha there's not a huge amount of difference between them apart from their sort of their starting stats are slightly different so i think i need to possibly introduce some minor special abilities for them i mean you gain special abilities with upgrades and items that you can collect throughout the dungeon but i think they might need to start with little things just so you've actually got a bit of a choice, otherwise you just choose a, a model you like, which is not really the point. So I was thinking about things like possibly maybe Agatha could have um, an ability that means when she drinks from a beer token, she doesn't suffer the evade uh, drop. Things, things, just not not huge differences, otherwise they'll be too good. But but little things, um, just to give yeah to give the the hero player a bit of a decision to make about who to take. But the the general um gameplay of it I like. I like the way you move, I like the fact that you the way you fight and things that the and I like the decks I've built of the items that you can find and I'm happy with the items that you find. Uh what needs to happen next really is just fine tuning how many items you pick up, how you can spend things and, and your moonstone charts and things like that. Because it seems like with the games you've played since then that it's been quite easy to get through the dungeon. But then you suffered at the end. I wonder if it needs to be harder to get to the dungeon. Anyway, it's early days. I've only played four games of it so far, and we made I've made tweaks with it all the way through. But it's, it seems like it could be quite fun. So the other thing that happened at the Goblin Fest, which was fun, which was the grand tournament, um, which was interesting for me particularly as well because although I've played obviously an awful lot of Moonstone, I've never actually played it competitively competitively before. Because in the tournaments I've run, I've run them and therefore I haven't played in them. I haven't played in anyone else's tournaments. So it was quite interesting to play in that tournament. I'm so used to demoing to people and helping them play. It was 
difficult to play in a situation where I was just trying to beat my opponent and basically not being nice to them. So I am denied for a long time about who I was going to take. At one point I was considering taking gnomes and taking like a gun line list. But I hadn't played gnomes that much, so I wasn't sure about that. Then I then I thought about taking um I never particularly considered taking humans. I wasn't particularly interested in humans. I did consider taking the goblins with Fire Spitter and Shabaroon, which I wish I had maybe now, but and then, or, or fairies. Which I and I went for fairies in the end because I just wanted to take my fairies. Um, I couldn't take Diana, so I basically took the five fairies apart from Butterfingers, and I took Boulder as my sixth. Um, in the first game, I played against humans. It was a very sort of standard human list: Fancy Hat, Eric, Fritz, Agatha, and Flintlock. I think. Um, I had the five fairies. I didn't take Boulder, so I had Silver Tongue, Wasp, Freya. Tito and somebody else I've forgotten. Fifth one. Uh Wasp, Freya, Silvertongue, Fencer, and Tito. And I was pretty sure from the moment I chose deployment zones that I was gonna win the game. Because I had four moonstones in my half of the board. And I was pretty certain I was gonna put able to pick up those four moonstones without suffering anything in return so I was able to for example um there were two on one side and I put Tito and Wasp there they were both fours but I just put Rage on Tito and she was able to pick up each both those fours in turn one and two and the other two I picked up with a variety of other models while using the other fairies to just kind of get in the way and, and kill the odd people it was it wasn't a bad game at all it was still good um but I guess it was a relatively predictable finish the second game, I played the winner of the tournament, a guy called Joe, who used an interesting goblin list because he didn't have a healer. So he had uh, Shabaroon, C6 Stew, Doug, Boom Boom, and Fire Spitter. He played very well, to be fair to him. He absolutely deserved to win. Uh, I played really badly in that game. I made some really stupid mistakes, like moving Boulder too far up and moving Silvertongue too far up and just letting, letting them get killed, really. I shouldn't have taken Boulder in the first place. I should have taken Fencer. Um... But I made a couple of stupid mistakes, which cost me the game. Um, and he played. He played well. You know, he he really used the synergies well. Um, his basic tactic was give as much energy as he can to the fire spitter and kill stuff, uh, which worked. You know, it worked perfectly well. Um, and Doug went around and did some damage and things too. And Boom Boom was pulling people in, so they could then be incinerated. Um, Seasick was really just giving out extra energy with brawly jokes. Um, but yeah, that no, was a well well played to the guy, absolutely. Just a bit annoyed I made stupid mistakes. Then in the last game I played humans again. Um again another I think it was exactly the same human list. It was Yeah, it was the same human list. Um and that one I, I won again. Um fairly safely. It wasn't necessarily straightforward, but it was fairly a fairly safe win. Um, in fact, I did actually do quite a lot of damage in that one. I killed most of his troop. Um, but that was good fun as well. Good, good way to finish it off. Um, yeah, and the guy that won was used Fire Spitter. And, and kind of moving on to what I want to talk about next, really, which is powerful combos and, and plays. So, like I said, he had a really interesting build where he didn't take a healer, but he was able to do so much damage. I think his basic tactic was, if I can do more damage than you can, I'll have more people left to dig up Moonstones at the end, which basically worked for him. 
And I thought really carefully about what builds you could take against that list that could work. Um, so just go again, you had Shabaroon, Firespitter, Seasick, Boom Boom and Doug. And most of his plays really centred around Firespitter, which is a fair way to play it because it's very it's a lot of damage. And Shabaroon. Um, so I think bit, the other bits it would potentially fall apart without without them there. So there's a couple of builds I considered that you could take that would defeat that, and the 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 easiest one I think would probably be the gnome a gnome gunline. So you'd want something like uh, Quarrel, Graddock, Mama Gimbal, um, Morris, and Joanna, because they can do a lot of they can do not let's say loads of damage, but they can do damage at range. And an extreme range, and possibly if you weren't no, you wouldn't take Joanna because she's not tournament viable. But Flintlock is the other one because he still benefits from um, Graddock's sage advice. He might even benefit. I don't think he benefits from Mama Gimbal's aura, but he does benefit basically, and he's and he's still fairly good. And against like the Fire Spitter, which is a phase zero or plus one possibly, um, they they definitely be able to because. Particularly in that build where you often have to activate Shabaroon early on to get Goblin Mischief off, the healer disappeared fairly early on, and you can then just target the Fire Spitter and do as much damage as you like. I think that you'd essentially just target the Fire Spitter in turn one, try and kill it in turn one, and then you can target him, probably target Doug after that, because he's the next easiest target, and suddenly they're only left with Shabaroon, Seasick, and Boom Boom, who've got to try and pick up all these Moonstones, which could be quite tricky. That's one way I considered that you'd be able to defeat it. Um, there's, other, there's other ways, but I mean, I think you could defeat it with fairies if you just played a lot more carefully, a lot more um, cautiously than, than I did, which I, I just moved everyone up too, too much. Um, just let him use up his energy trying to get towards you and then counter... Um, and keep Tito around in the middle somewhere so that she can't... Because she's just immune to the fire spitter to start with. Um, humans, I think, will struggle against it. The other list, obviously, you could do well against it would be goblins again. Um, so, uh, you know, either, either an identical list or a similar goblin list that can, again, mess around with that opponent to either take energy off the fire spitter or um, transcombobulate someone next to him uh, as well. So in terms of other new lists that could possibly take it on, these are models of those that aren't released yet. There's definitely Leshevot lists could do it. Um, the a Spirit list would do quite well. So a Spirit list is uh, Zoya the Witch, Antonia, Danica, uh, Anya Bartol, and the Revenant. That would be quite a good list against it because in turn one, um, there's a fairly easy way to give Danica the extra energy she needs to come with her beard he's called visions of the past possibly where she can remove arcane cards and with all those spirits in play which is five um she can pretty much have a look at almost the entire arcane deck and remove basically all the greens which i think is what the five person needs five needs green or blue you could just remove the green three and the two green twos and suddenly the fire spitter is just utterly useless and there's not a lot of green abilities that they actually need. Most of theirs are red, so you could just... I mean, although she would suffer loads of wounds then, she could just sit at the back and get healed after that. Um, 
that would just completely end the, the main threat um of uh of the goblins really just from just you know just suddenly they're absolutely screwed you know with no fire speed and, and even if you just remove the threes so you know they can't plant and bobulate suddenly they're stuck as well so there's ways that they could really um she could really mess up that and also the opponent wouldn't know what you've removed because you hide it <laughs> so that could work that could work really well um the other thing Leshevok could do, obviously, is you've got Brother Daniel in there as well. He could end his nigh the Revenant, for example, and just stick him next to the Fire Spitter. Because you can't kill him. So he just stands there saying, OK, you can you can't fire at me because I'm now engaging you. You move away, I'm going to move again, move up to you again. He might come unstuck a little bit if you did enough damage to reduce him down to no energy. But um, he would still essentially just be a massive pain. Um, and even if you can't, and there's nigh him, he can just charge straight at the fire spitter without any concern about being hit because you just can't kill him. So the revenant's quite good at counter fire spitter. Um, the other ones are things like uh, an even more slightly advanced gnomish gun line, which is replacing flintlock with um, the gnomish airship, which will be coming out because again, that's another long range. Um, crossbow type weapon that can do damage and it can just again just help target the fire spitter um certain other builders struggle humans i think would struggle because they're, they're just easy targets um i don't think whether the pacifist build might be okay so pacifist build is brother daniel kaufman um fire flavius librarian and natty the slum thief Natty's pretty good against the fire spitter actually because you have to spend one extra energy and he's potentially got quite a good evade stat. Um, so that, could, that could work. They might struggle because the fire spitter could just target the librarian or Daniel and would potentially take it out. Um, rogues might be alright because they've all got relatively low evades and can sneak around nicking moonstones while you're trying to target them. Um, yeah, so there are there are it's interesting thinking about the different ways you could you could combat it. Um so I'm gonna look at some of the other builds you could potentially use. Um I mean Joanna in a list is also quite good because she's got really long range uh with her abilities and she's got because uh, she's minus so much damage. As long as she's near other gnomes, uh they could you know, they, they aren't, she isn't going to suffer the wounds. Uh, the Goblin King list would be quite good. So Goblin King list is Goblin King, Mortician, Shabaroon, Rybold, or the Fire Spitter, and then Doug or Grub. So Grub is quite useful against the Fire Spitter because you can pop up next to him and start hitting him with stuff. Um, and obviously Boris would also be good against the Fire Spitter because he can just summon bunnies in the way or jackalopes in the way and then you've got to target them first. Um... So yeah, it's interesting thinking about the ways of combat because because it because it was the you know it was the list that won. It's quite interesting to think about how you could combat it. Um, there's a few. There's definitely a few ways you could do it. So I was thinking also about generally about um some powerful combinations of either models or groups of models. Um, if we think firstly about the ones that exist at the moment, um. Some fairly obvious ones like Fancy Hat and Eric with Flintlock and, and Fritz, for example, because Eric buffs all them. Um, Shabu and the Fire Spitter is, is another obvious one. 
um, and seasick in the fairies. Um, well, the current six fairies kind of all work well together, and Diana as well. But Diana's also particularly useful with, like, Gotchgut, because Gotchgut can take Diana's wounds for her, because she can do an awful lot of damage, but is quite weak at being hit. Diana with Gotchgut. Gotchgut with any noble, actually. Gotchgut with Kaufman. Gotchgut with Fancy Hat is useful, whatever, because just being able to take the wounds for them. Um... Again, with the gnomes, actually, the gnomes are, are good with everyone, really. The, the whole gnome six, the six gnomes currently out um, all work well together. That's a great six gnomes because you've got some long-range stuff with Quarrel doing good damage by, while being buffed by Mama Gimbal and being able to bluff because of Graddock. You've got um, Billy with, with a bit of manoeuvrability because he's got uh, the movement he can do with ramming speed and high-ho silver. Um, and then, like, Morris and Graddock have both got very long-range attacks that aren't, that aren't affected by evade, which is quite good against fairies. Um, Morris can dig up the Moonstones uh, for one, no matter what, so that's really useful for that as well. So, that's actually, the gnomes are almost the easiest one to find combos for, because they just naturally go together. Um, the difference is you can put things like Graddock in a human list and benefit... Um, flintlock, uh, which is quite you know, good, particularly if you've um got a quack and he's already booted flintlock's arcane, and then Graddock is standing next to him as well. He could be sort of arcane five firing and be able to bluff, <coughs> which is particularly good. Um, so then looking at some other sort of newer builds of um sort of combos. What's interesting about the newer combat, which we talked about before, but I just want to talk about again because it's fun to talk about them, is um, the because uh, most of them are race based at the moment, but these are more um, faction, not faction. Yeah, some of them are faction based, but also uh, like ability based. What I'm talking about now is keyword based. So, uh, like the rogue build, you know, purely of rogue rogues benefit other rogues. Um, Belladonna can do movement with other rogues and Muradai boosts other rogues around him uh, which is, you know, the, the rogue build is quite fun to play actually because um, they've got so many synergies between them and then you've got uh, the noble, noble builds as well are fun so Kaufman, Fancy Hat um, Joanna and then you can put like Brunhilde and Gotchka in there and they can just take all the wounds for everyone. You can kind of you can kind of hand the wounds around between the two giants, while the nobles go and do whatever they like. Um, and then you've got uh, pirates, which I think is, could be quite fun. The pirate lists. Um, there's uh, six new pirates coming out, and with seasick as well. The pirates are interesting. I like the pirates. The models look amazing, obviously, but most of them have got pistols, so you can kind of move up fire pistols and then charge into combat, which is kind of exactly what pirates kind of did, really. They got one shot off in their pistols and then try and hit people with, with swords and, and things. So that's like, like quite... The pirates, I think, do look potentially quite powerful because almost all their abilities benefit other pirates rather than... They're not, generally speaking, race-based. They're more, yeah, pirate-based, which could be interesting. Another one which I'm really looking forward to is a giant build, uh, which could be really fun. So you'd have Brunhilde, Gotchgut, Lubard, Dim and Dimmer, and then probably Brother Daniel 
uh, I think. One, because he's a healer, but also because he can give up a, a bit of extra energy. Uh, as long as he's carrying a moonstone, which he'd probably want to do fairly early on. So he can get the extra the extra energy out, because obviously the giant list got an awful lot of health. So generally speaking, although they, they can be hit really easily with arcane, they're going to be relatively hard to take out, just because of the enormous amount of health they've got. Um, but I think that'll be really interesting for Brunhilde, because she can benefit other giants more. Um, so that could be quite a fun list. Uh, there's lots of fun lists coming out. I'm so excited uh, about what's going to happen with Moonstone in the next six months. We've got Leshvok coming in November. We've got um, Blood Magic box set with Diana, Foxglove and Belladonna. We've got the Gnomish one, which I can't what it's called now. We've got the box called with Joanna, Neurodai and Loki. Um, we've then got um, the Goblins. I don't know if the pirates are going to come out. The goblin pirates are going to come out next, I think, after that. Um, and then you've got Rags to Riches, which is uh, Kaufman, Natty the Slum Thief, and Gertrude the, uh, Gertrude the Fairy Hunter, who have all got very different um, abilities that work with different people, which I think is really interesting. Um, it's a lot of synergies coming out. It's going to be very, very, very difficult to choose your troops. Well, certainly by Christmas when the Leshevolt are out as well. It's going to be really, really hard to choose. Um, so also what me and Dak did in the battle we just played, so we played the Pacifist build versus uh, what's called the Forest Friends build, which is Joanna, um, Muradai, Loki, Mama Gimbal, Graddock, and the Jackalope against mine. Um, which was Natty, Daniel, Kaufman, Fire Flavius, uh, Billy, I think it's all of them. Uh, it's an interesting one, because the pacifist build, although I did actually end up killing quite a few people, um, isn't really designed to kill people, but it does mess with people a lot. Like Kaufman throwing bags of gold around, moving you, uh, moving you around, well, topping you, moving around. The librarians actually moving you around. Brother Daniel's there handing out more energy. Natty's just sort of disappearing in the crowd, literally. And, and then Fire Flavius is kind of getting in the way and being quite tough. So it was, they're, really, they're an interesting build because they're not ones that you can't... You can't kind of fall back on, oh, I'll just go and hit you or something. Or, oh, I'll just fire this at you. Because you can't do that with a passive skill build. You have to think about what each person is going to be doing. And, and your order, activation order is quite difficult. Because um, they haven't got that just automatic damage to fall back on. Um, so that's yeah. I don't know what I was going with my train of thought on that one, but I was going to talk more about the more about the game possibly. But some really interesting uh, abilities available to both sides in that game. Uh, yeah, being able to give out extra energy with the, the librarian by just taking it off one person who doesn't need it and handing it to someone that does. It's really good. I think she's going to be, I think the Librarian's going to be a real um, linchpin for a lot of troops, the way that she can um, benefit. She's very, very much a support character, although she's also got a three-inch melee, so can hold large areas and, and poke people from a distance with her big pointy stick. Um, and then you've got, yeah, the new Leshevolt. 
um, builds. What I think is interesting about the new Leshevolt builds particularly is you can run all Leshevolt kind of in their own troop boxes and, and as Leshevolt, but they really are going to fit in with some of the existing um, troops quite well, I think. Daniel will fit in with a lot of different Commonwealth builds with what he can bring. Um, he probably needs a bit of a nerf, to be honest. But I also think that the Dominion humans that you can get in that Beast, Revenant and Anya could be useful in actually... in Well, it could be useful almost with, with, with some fairies and useful with some goblins because they offer something very different that you can't get in fairies and goblins at the moment. Um, I mean a lot of durability with the beast and the revenant i mean the revenant in fairies is is i think could be really good because it's a character when they really got like the revenant and tito who are both just really hard to kill or literally impossible if you're the revenant that could be really powerful um so what have we got coming up as well i've got a tournament coming up in august uh, at the games table, that should be fun. Hopefully, it should be quite a bit bigger. But judging by what I'm, who's said they're coming at the moment, it could be at least eight or ten, and maybe even twelve people, which could be really good. Um, yeah, we're continuing to play test. Um, we got our Hagglethorn Hollow models hope, uh, coming soon. That's a terrain set. That looks really good. So hopefully, you'll see that on the channel soon. And yeah, um. Working on well, I worked on the this new scenarios for book two, and working with Richie and Tom to do some more writing on the book as well. So hopefully that'll be out next year as well. Um, not much else to say at the moment. That's a bit of a ramble, but I hope you enjoyed listening to it, and um, I'll see you for the next one.